I woke up and it was a little earlier than my normal wake up. And the first thought I had was I could just keep on sleeping. I'm so tired. I've been really tired lately. The Embody podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candice Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. So this morning I woke up to go to my dental appointment as well as a cranial sacral slash massage therapy appointment, which I really like to go to. Um, dentist, so-so. But I woke up and it was a little earlier than my normal wake up. And the first thought I had was I could just keep on sleeping. I'm so tired. I've been really tired lately. I think my body's going through so many changes. If you listened to my episode last week, uh, that's a little bit of what's going on. But As soon as I got my tea, I turned on my phone just to check if there were any messages. And I'm so glad I did because as soon as I turned it on, two of them came in, one after the other. And it was one, dental appointment canceled. The power's out. We just had some thunderstorms last night. We will reschedule with you next week. Sweet. (laughs) I don't have to go anywhere. I could sleep longer if I wanted to. Second message from my cranial sacral therapist that she's not feeling well and wants to reschedule also. So I was like, all right, that wipes out my whole morning. (laughs) And I actually did get back into bed after having a little energy high first, like a boost for a moment. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I don't feel tired anymore. (laughs) I'm sure I would have gotten moving and felt more energized. It was just one of those mornings that felt like, oh, sleep is so good this morning. And if you've ever had insomnia like me, just like historically, I, I don't have it lately because I think because my hormones are changing and they're balancing out a lot more. Uh, and you know, it, it ebbs and flows on days where the moon or my cycle or some emotional stuff is happening in a big way, I might not sleep that night or the night before, but lately I've been sleeping well. But when I didn't, I would just like savor that feeling of being sleepy, tired, not the kind of like wired exhaustion, tired, or the tiredness from feeling overwhelmed wherever my body's in tonic immobility, like free state, which we'll talk about in this episode, where you're just feeling exhausted, 
but it's not really a good feeling. Well, I woke up with a tired feeling like, oh, I could sleep forever. And I, I still savor that feeling even though I'm sleeping well lately. And so it was just an interesting thought to wake up to that I'm so tired. And then that immediately, as soon as my appointments were canceled and my morning cleared up, that I actually wasn't all that tired. And I, I did lie down and rest a little more, but it wasn't like this immediate fall back to sleep like I thought when I woke up. Well, this whole story to say or to lead into this topic of feeling tired and what to do about feeling tired. If you're feeling chronic exhaustion, fatigue, um, you might call it, or some people might call it lazy, you know, just as uh, it's a bit of a reaction to feeling tired. Like if you're tired and you aren't doing everything at high speed or your normal speed, or you don't feel motivated to do certain things like you used to, or even at all, a bit of a judgment is to say that you're being lazy. Or it could be a joke, like I'm being lazy, but I think it's used so much as a judgment that it's pretty judgmental because we're really saying, actually, there's something else going on here. It's not that you're lazy in most cases. If there are other layers of exhaustion, fatigue, nervous system overwhelm, etc., going on. Lazy, okay, I'm lazy sometimes. Like I don't want to do certain things just because I don't want to. And I, I have the energy to. So that is a different story, but it could connect in some occasion, on some occasions to feeling tired. I want to give a shout out to my friend Kat Aldana, um, now Kat Sager, who is, oh, that's my alarm. I guess I'm supposed to wake up from my nap. <laughs> um, Kat Sager, who is of Eat, Stretch, Nap. A long time ago, she asked me to do an episode on tiredness and exhaustion, and I felt like it was such a good idea, but I just wasn't really ready or inspired to do that episode until today. Um, so Kat, this one's for you. And for anyone else out there that feels feels a sense of tiredness at times or chronically where you want to look into it in a different way or just kind of peel it open and see what's there. Or if you just want to feel better, just to do something that will help you feel better and more energized. Before we jump in today, I want to mention that I was on the Soul Nectar show with Carrie Hummingbird. What an honor to be on that show. We talked a bit about pleasure, about some past life stuff. It was really fascinating to hear how she had had past life experiences where she was in the same ancestry that she was born into in this life. And I, it just made me think, oh yeah, I kind of have that feeling that I've somehow been part of this lineage before. But uh, we talked about death. We talked about 
beauty and um, different experiences of pleasure and pain. And uh, check it out. It just came out on July 4th, 2021. And you can find that episode at candacewu.com slash soul nectar. If you've tuned in before to the Embody podcast, you might you might guess what I might do with my tiredness. And that is to let my tiredness show me and unfold for me what it's all about. I don't try to create like a one-to-one um, logical sort of like what are those things called? Um, diagram or like a flow chart of what it could be. Even though I will create somewhat of a menu for you here today, but I don't really go by that because it just seems like it shifts better and I get better information and um, support my needs better if it comes from the energy of it and it comes from my body and something deeper than my mind. But with all that said, it is helpful sometimes to even think about why am I so tired? So we'll start there, just thinking about why you might be so exhausted in your life if you are, or why are you when you do get that way? We all feel a range of emotions and experiences, so it's not a moment to blame yourself or to be hard on yourself, especially if you feel that way all the time, because that would just add another layer of judgment that your emotional being, your physical body, and your whole being has to digest, and it just creates more energy used. So hopefully you're not judging yourself, but if you are, you can start with just saying, I forgive myself for being tired. Or I forgive myself for judging myself for being tired all the time. Or whatever words seem to fit your circumstance. And let yourself feel through the emotions that may come up if you actually sink into that forgiveness and surround yourself with loving, compassion. So when you ask yourself, why am I so tired? You might start off with just some of the most obvious reasons. Am I actually getting enough sleep? Am I getting sound sleep and good rest? Is there time for me to rest in the daytime where I can just absorb the day, digest, or even daydream? Am I working too much? Do I have time to play and do things that make me feel alive? Do things that make me feel creative or like myself or that I'm thriving? Do I have enough time socially where I'm getting connection with people that feels like it's nourishing? Are my relationships constantly wounding me or putting me in pain or exhausting me? So all of these things that I'm naming are part of the fuel, the food 
that we digest, even though it's not just physical food you're eating and you're putting into your mouth. You're putting, you're giving yourself experiences that need to be digested. And we want to have a full color palette of all of those experiences that let us feel like this is a life worth living. And then lastly, are you getting food, enough food, enough nourishing food that actually gives you fuel to move through the day? My last episode was about how I was getting a bit more tired than I would like to be. And food was part of the medicine. I was not eating enough and not because I was trying to diet or anything, but I just got in this habit of eating small portions. And at some point I tried to go vegan, which didn't really work out for my body. My body likes a lot of meat and fish and protein. So uh, last week's episode was about me gaining weight. If you're interested in that episode, you can find it at candicewood.com slash gaining weight. So do you have enough experiences that give you joy and feed your soul, feed your wildness, feed the part of you that needs adventure? So when you think about why am I exhausted, you could ask yourself, what am I tired of? Are there things that I'm missing in the diet, so to say, of my life? in the range of experiences in my life? What is absent? What do I need more of to feed me? To fuel my energy? Or am I having too much of one particular thing or all things? When I was really exhausted in my life, I was completely overstimulated in every single area of my life. Relationally, was getting triggered a lot. I had a lot of beliefs and wounds that I would have many reactions in relationships. I worked really hard and achieved a lot, and it was just too much. I was constantly bypassing my body's responses, saying, I'm tired, I need a rest. And if I had just given more space, more rest, slow down, not listen to some of the beliefs that kind of ran my life or healed them, which I eventually did, then I probably wouldn't have been so run down and burnt out. So that signal of being burnt out really says something. What is it saying to you? What is this here in your life to show you? So after, you know, a major 10, 15 years of healing so many different belief sets that I came in with, I mean, beliefs that I'm stupid, beliefs that I'm unlovable, unwanted, unwantable, beliefs that I am incapable and incompetent. Jeez, I feel like every single negative belief I had it and lived it and felt it inside of my energy And that was just so exhausting because everything I would do in my 
life was to almost like counteract feeling that way and to avoid feeling that way. And so part of my healing and feeling more whole was to just feel through some of the feelings that connected with those beliefs and forgive myself for those beliefs and let them move on and and de-identify with those beliefs and identify with ones that make me feel good. So is that part of your exhaustion or the root of it? Are there beliefs in you that you try to avoid feeling? Are there things you just really don't want to feel and you kind of work your life to not feel them? For example, like, do you want to feel like a good person only? So a lot of these beliefs get really disguised. If you don't want to feel like a bad person, you might constantly be giving of yourself so other people see you in a good way. And there's this managing of how other people see you. There's a managing of what you say so people hear you in a certain way and receive you the way that you'd like to be seen and not how they might just see you naturally. All that takes energy. And it's so built in and wired into our personalities, what we call personality, right? These ways that we protect ourselves, avoid certain feelings, which is protection, try to shape and manipulate and carve out the space in which we feel safe or okay, so that we can be seen in a certain way or live in a certain space. And all of that thwarting or keeping certain things at an arm's distance takes up an inner energy, maybe even a silent energy that exhausts us. So what are what are the active beliefs right now that keep you exhausted or lead you to exhaust yourself and feel drained? Sometimes I feel like tiredness is a replacement or the top layer of another feeling. So there's like sometimes a need for us to get into exhaustion or kind of break down a little bit in order to feel another feeling that we are so defended against. Especially if you grew up or had a community around you that shamed you for certain feelings or did not allow certain feelings to be felt without them rushing through it or giving you logic um, or there was just no speaking of emotions at all, no reference to them at all. And it was a mental interaction or just physical interactions. For me, feeling anger, sadness, anything unpleasant was uh, could be cause for me to also have to feel blame on blame and shame on top of it. Like, why are you why are you feeling this way now? Sometimes I would get reactions like that, like, why are you crying now? Oh, don't go and cry now, you know, things like that. So it, it would, I would inevitably feel worse if I did start crying, although a lot of times I couldn't control it when I was younger. And eventually I did begin to contain 
or at least a portion of my emotions, unpleasant emotions. And that left a part of my energy working to keep those in while still having to function in the moment. And then later having to to let that flow of interrupted emotions complete itself, which takes up energy too. So sometimes for me, the feelings that are even more unpleasant or darker don't come out until I get fatigued from whatever else I'm doing. And maybe you could say that that's just kind of the paradigm itself, one and the same. You know, the beliefs I have feed the way I act or the way I have to repress certain feelings, suppress certain feelings, both, and then causing me to act in other ways. And then I'm tired. And then I finally wear myself down so that I end up feeling those feelings anyway. So yeah, it's like one complete package. But um, one thing to do is ask or feel into the fatigue and let yourself feel the tiredness. Follow it and let that flow happen. Just be with the tiredness and then see if there's something else underneath the tiredness or with it. Are there other feelings there? Is there anger lurking under there? or peeking out its head? Is there hopelessness wanting to emerge, but kept down by maybe the actions that you take throughout the day to, you know, and efforts to not feel hopeless or powerless, especially with so much of what's going on in the collective, activating those dynamics in us as well, we might feel some of the existential disappointment, existential loss and hopelessness, or just life loss and hopelessness, powerlessness in the way certain things are. And I'm not saying we are powerless or we should feel hopeless, just that we might have those feelings, even though we are incredibly powerful and part of the power in us wants us to move through those feelings and reclaim the inner power. The power that you are every single energy that exists. So we could be exhausted by trying to hold certain feelings down, hold a part of us from being full, wild, and untamed and alive. Whatever way that means or is for you. And then I want to get to the nervous system. Tiredness, fatigue, exhaustion, feeling groggy, feeling numb, or not feeling much at all. Those can all be connected with a nervous system tonic immobility or what many people would just generally call a freeze state or a shutdown. So there's fight, flight, freeze, and a lot of people add in fawn. Fawn is like appeasing or um, pleasing in order to get through the moment or feel like you're 
in the good graces of who you're around so that you stay in a safety, a certain kind of safety, maybe related to belonging or feeling loved or anything really, feeling like a good person. And it's really connected also with that phrase state because you're really shutting down the body. It's like basically saying that it's too overwhelming to be all of me. So I'll just be this one version of me that pleases you and shut down the rest of me and keep that in, keep that from coming forward and out. And then I'll, I'll feel safer. Um, if you have been in a dangerous situation and it was better to just please someone until you could get out of that dangerous situation or until you found the opportunity, then fawn or appeasing would be the perfect way to protect yourself. And that leads me to that free state. I did a whole episode on nervous system overwhelm, which is that tonic immobility state where it's a dorsal vagal response. There is the polyvagal nerve in our body, which means many, poly meaning many, right? Many nerves connected through this system, connected to the autonomic nervous system, connected to the sympathetic nervous system. And when the sympathetic nervous system comes on, if we have a reaction to something, whatever emotion it is, whatever movement or impulse we want to take, if there's something that feels like it activates something in us where that part of our nervous system turns on and we use that energy to do whatever is natural to our body at that point, then we will have moved through that activation, used the energy that the body produced because fear and other responses inside of us, the the more primal responses, then we won't have that energy lodged up in us later. It'll just be used for what it was meant for. And then we move through that. And if we have enough resource capacity in ourselves and support, if we need it, um, connection in the aftermath, if it was something very scary, then we're okay. But if we don't feel like it's safe to use those responses that we would innately have, if it would be either dangerous or risk something that we find dangerous, like emotionally or relationally, then we might instinctively not choose to use those responses. And those responses I'm we could generalize into fight and flight responses, right? But I want to put in there like all the emotions that we can feel too, because fight generally can relate to like anger, protective response, the need to push, bite, kick, put up a boundary, say no. And flight being the need to run, to run away, 
to move out of the way, to get into safety. And so that's why we hear the fight and flight, right? Those are the sympathetic responses. But also when we're feeling different emotions, that can feel activating. We can feel actually a need to flight or fight our emotions, our own inner responses as sort of a second tier of reaction, which is largely what I've talked about earlier in this episode. If you weren't supported in feeling certain emotions or you don't know how to feel through them or you're getting shamed when you feel certain emotions or if you had that in the past, then it's dangerous essentially to feel certain emotions or it can feel that way. So if your body instinctively senses that it's not safe to feel through certain things or move through certain movements, then it goes into that freeze shutdown state. The dorsal vagal response, which is to say, let me play dead. So this is similar and comes from animal studies, right? Let me play dead until it's over. That state is extremely exhausting because it's like, if you're in the somatic experiencing world, they often say this, it's like you're putting on the accelerator in your car and the brakes at the same time. The accelerator being the activation or the sympathetic responses of the body that help you be protected and stay protected But if that's dangerous, it's not protection, then the next level of protection is to put on the brakes. But it's not like it's a trade. It's not like one or the other. It's it's accelerator and the brakes at the same time. So think about that in your car and what would happen. It would make a lot of noise. (laughs) And you kind of like, you could burn the engine, right? I don't know that much about cars, but you would like really rev the engine and it would start smoking at some point if you kept going. Uh, That's kind of similar to your body. You're really revving the engine or the engine's getting revved by this response that already happened and is still lingering in there, not complete. The body says, I'm still not safe. And then The brakes happen and it's holding you in the space of conserving energy until it's safe enough to move through these responses. So if you're feeling a lot of fatigue or exhaustion, tired all the time, it could be that there are a lot of different emotions lodged in your body or different fight and flight responses that are incomplete and your nervous system is having to navigate feeling unsafe all the time, your body feeling unsafe all the time, as well as the emotions that caused it to get there, the responses that are still living there interrupted from when they happened, stuck in time, and then having to live your daily life, if you work, whatever it is, 
that you do daily, like even getting up and brushing your teeth can be really hard then. And that is where we are led to depression. Where the body stays in a constant overwhelm state. And that state is also the place where it feels like to the nervous system, I didn't protect myself, I couldn't do it. And that really physiologically is the same physical response as shame, a shutdown, a collapse, feeling like I'm incapable or I'm nothing, I'm not good enough. So that was a really lengthy part of the podcast, just talking about nervous system overwhelm, which is the freeze state, tonic immobility, being a very systemic reason for fatigue in your body. If you're constantly fighting off emotions that are in you, that are already there, woo, that can be so exhausting, right? And if your body is not feeling safe. And I know a lot of times you can feel like, you can think to yourself, well, I am safe. Like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Why do I feel this way? It's not that it's happening right now that you're actually unsafe. Um, Hopefully it's not. Usually if you're not really in an unsafe situation, it's just that there are experiences in your past or in your lineages past or in your past life or dimensional experiences, if you believe in that, that have stayed in the energetic system of your body, still living itself out. And your nervous system, your body doesn't feel safe, even if you are physically safe in this moment, in this reality. So you might, if you want, check in with yourself and see, does that resonate with you? Are there interrupted or unintegrated experiences that you're aware of or that these feelings seem to connect with? And you don't even need to know what they are, but perhaps there are feelings underneath the fatigue that want to be completed or responses that want to be completed. Sometimes just literally doing um, really slow push-ups and just pushing out some of the energy with awareness like two or three times so you don't re-traumatize or overwhelm your body and nervous system. And then stopping to just feel the impact can start to move and shake some of this survival energy out and through. And you might feel tingling, you might get really hot, you might feel more angry or a different emotion come up. But sometimes just doing that can let it move through a bit and you don't even need to know what it is or what, what it was about. I mean, how many times has you've been in a situation where you'd rather blurt out something like, shut up, (laughs) or that sucks, or I don't like that, and you don't. Like maybe to your boss or um, in a situation where you want to be professional or to your parents when you were younger. 
Or maybe you did say something like that and it really, you paid the price and that was such an overwhelming experience. Or you had an accident, a car accident, and something, a car hit you, hit your car, and there was this impulse in your body where a part of your body shrugs, like your shoulders shrug up and your arm goes out and you want to be able to push that car away. All of those experiences, whether they're relational, a physical injury or experience with your body, or if it's professional, any of those experiences can be fertile ground for interrupted emotions and responses. Other things you can do, like the push-up thing I was saying, is just lean against the wall and push against the wall like you are pushing the wall away, except you'd end up pushing your body away a little bit, um, unless you have a moving wall, which would be awesome. But that physical movement connected with any of the energy you feel inside of you can start to move things along. And with anything, I suggest learning some of the basic somatic experiencing tools or any resourcing tools that support you in feeling more embodied safety, like pendulation, like taking, um, like titrating things, like slowing things down, orienting. I introduced some of these on the podcast at various episodes. Um, one of them is at candacewu.com slash emotions. Another resourceful one is slash nature. The episode on nervous system overwhelm is at candacewu.com slash overwhelm. And there's one on anger at my website, candiswood.com slash anger. Ooh, there's also another one on energetic boundaries, which also relate to physical boundaries, but you can find that at candiswood.com slash energetic boundaries. Which leads me to think about, um, this is something that exhausted me a lot, is like feeling like I was taking on other people's energies. When you've had trauma, when you haven't had a, support with your sense of self growing up. It can feel like you are, you don't know where you begin and other people begin, or it can feel like if they're not holding certain emotions in themselves and feeling through them, you pick them up for them. Or even from the collective, I was doing that a lot. And also come, it can come with feeling responsible for other people's feelings feeling like it's my job to hold other people's feelings or certain emotions that they don't want to hold, uh, that can be really exhausting and a cause for just this all-around tiredness um, that you feel if, if you have that. So that's a pretty exhaustive, <laughs> no pun intended, list or spewing out of some of my ideas around tiredness and fatigue. And, you know, just one antidote to begin with is to work with some of the 
nervous system overwhelm, even if you don't know if that's what it is for you, if you listen to that episode that I had mentioned on nervous system overwhelm and releasing fatigue, you can just do some of the different embodied tools to help you feel, help your body feel safer. And if that starts to energize you, or I will say one word of, I guess, um, awareness, not caution, but awareness is that when you start to feel safer in your nervous system and in your body, some of the emotions that are or have been interrupted in you might start to come forward. It's your body saying, oh, there's more safety here. There's more room and capacity to feel what we haven't been able to feel. So here it is. So if you try some of those those tools and they do support you, then maybe that tells you that it is nervous system overwhelm. And the last thing you can do is just look at your tiredness. Like imagine seeing it from the outside or moving it from your body right outside of you and see the tiredness. What does it look like? What is it feeling? What would it want to say to you? And just listen from the heart and let it come to you. Is it you? Or is it another person or being? Whose tiredness is this? What does it want to tell you or why is it here? And I feel like most importantly, if you ask it, what do you need? And let it show you or speak to you about what it needs and then give it to it, whatever it is. If it's something you can't possibly do in your real life, imagine it. Or if it would take like too long, just imagine doing it. Do it energetically. So I hope this was helpful. And um, now that I am remembering that overwhelm episode, I guess I did cover like why you can be so tired, why people can be so tired in that episode, very much so. But this one was a more collected amalgamation of all the different ways that I would look at tiredness rather than from just the nervous system perspective in that episode. So this was fun. And um, sometimes when I have listened to certain episodes that activate me, like certain podcast episodes or YouTube or whatever, like family constellations videos, if it activates me, I actually get tired. (laughs) So um, you can check in on yourself if you're feeling that way. And as we end this episode, I would just invite you to look around your space and look at something really pleasant. If it's a color, texture, or shape of something, or an object, when you see that pleasant thing, take it in 
and notice what happens in your body. This is just orienting and one tool that you can do for yourself to build your resilience and nervous system capacity. It brings back, in most cases, not all cases. So if if this doesn't do that for you, then just stop and take a break. Maybe move your body a little. But in most cases, it helps the nervous system feel a little safer. If you're looking around and notice that you are safe here, even if even if it's not like your favorite place to be, but look for the things that feel pleasant or beautiful. Let those catch your eye and notice, you know, even for me right now, I just took a deeper breath that was more spontaneous. My eyes are softening. I'm aware of more around me in my periphery. And I can feel my legs. I feel here. I like the um, the leaves moving in the wind out my window right now. So I'll leave you with that as you're doing a little orienting if you are. And um, I appreciate you jumping on to listen to the episode today. If this episode would help someone you know, I would encourage you to send it to them. The more people that this can support, the better. And last little bit here, if you are interested and you want to jump on some time, I am involved in a clubhouse group or I guess club with Nick Werber and Chelsea Green, fellow healers and practitioners in the embodied healing world and alternative therapies. We just did a talk that was called Going Beyond Talk Therapy, but that's not really our main mission. It's really about all the ways we can work with embodiment and healing. Pretty much, you know, perfect for the podcast. It is called the Embodied Healing Collective. So we're going to be holding talks and if you're a practitioner or in the field in any way, would love to hear your perspective in the number of talks we have set up coming up or that we're like brainstorming. And um, if you're not a practitioner and you're someone interested in learning more tools, experiences, or have your own experiences, what I really like about the Clubhouse app, I'm beginning to like, I, I didn't really realize this until more recently how much I like it is just that I can talk to all of you out there that, um, you know, there's a two-way dialogue and the podcast is just a one-way dialogue, which I do like on one hand. And I love when you send me your emails, but we can do this sort of live two-way conversation or multiple direction conversation. So I'll link that in the show notes or you can search it in Clubhouse, the Embodied Healing Collective. If you don't have a Clubhouse membership and you need one, or you'd like to get on Clubhouse, you need a a member to invite you. And if you reach out to me, I'm more than happy to invite you. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's been great to have you here. 
And um, thanks again for all your support, your donations, and all the love that I receive from all of you out there. See you next time on the Embody Podcast.